0: Welcome back to Practicing Catholic. Well, from councils to crusades, from apparitions to inquisitions, there's a lot to know about the history of the Catholic Church. And if I don't miss my guess, most practicing Catholics would like to know more and learn how it all hangs together. Well, St. Therese and Deephaven may have just what you're looking for as they are soon to be offering a walk through the history of the Catholic Church, featuring talks given by the pastor of St. Therese Father Leonard Andre who joins us now. Father Andre, welcome to the program. Greetings, Patrick. How are you? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing very well. Very well. All right, so I'm curious, Father. Uh, I know you somewhat, but not not very, very well. So I would like to know, do you have a particular love of Catholic history, or where the idea for this whole series come from?
1: Well, the last three years or so here at St. Trees, we've offered a Bible study. Uh, it's been about 150 to 200 people or so. And ah. this year, with the uh, uh, pandemic and, you know, and uh, the synod stuff, we had a shortened year, and I just have a little love for history in terms of the church and where she's been, and so the Lord put it upon my heart, He said, why don't we do something a little different this year? Uh, why don't we offer a little course on the history of the church, uh, some of the key players of each time, and then uh, some of the key movements to give the people a sense of their identity, kind right. of where we've been and the challenges of the church, so work with the staff here and uh, we came up with a little course that we're going to offer here this year and uh, i think we have over 150 people sign up for it already
0: oh my goodness really that's amazing Wow. Congratulations. 150 people already. And by the time, you know, this hits the airwaves, then, I mean, there's, you're just going to be overwhelmed. You're not going to have space. (laughs) That's my prediction. Anyway, um, well, I'm certainly intrigued by it. And I tell you, if I live closer to Deep Haven, I certainly would uh, make it a priority to try to get over there. What's all going to be covered, Father? I mean, you're going the full scope of the 2000 years. Is it kind of a bird's eye view or a flyby or what's going on?
1: Yeah, and let me just say that people listening that we are going to live stream it as well, so it's not like you oh. have to drive all the way here. So I know for a lot of people that's you know a big advantage; they don't have to yeah. drive all the way here. So uh, yeah, we're going to try to you know we're not going to go into the huge details here, but uh, uh, there's a, a particular gentleman I got to give credit for this. His name is Steve Weidenkopf, and he taught uh, a series called Epic. And in this series, uh, he does a great job of just kind of color coding, kind of like uh, Jeff Cabins with with the Bible. Yeah, he color codes each of the time uh, periods of the church to give you a sense that you can memorize you know, the first couple hundred years and the next couple hundred years and sort of what are the key players and movements in each period. So, for example, the first couple of years is uh, color-coded red uh, for the age of the martyrs and all of our brothers and sisters who've you know, lost their life uh, for Christ. Uh, and then he moves into the area of the councils with the heresies, and especially the Arian heresy, with uh, the, the Council of Nicaea that, you know, of course, where our creed comes from. So each period has a particular color code, which helps us as moderns to kind of memorize, okay, who are, you know, what's the major things that happened in this particular period and what were the challenges the Church was facing, either internally or exteriorly as well. So wow. uh, it really kind of touched my heart just going through the course myself, And I thought this would be a really good thing to bring to the people and have great discussion around this. Yeah. To give a sense of um, all the Church has been through, and she's still here, uh, and to kind of a deep appreciation for uh, the body of Christ, the Church.
0: Right. Right now, because obviously we've got two thousand years of history to deal yeah. with here, this is not going to be done in one fell swoop. Um, no. you, you've mentioned a couple of times you've called it a little course, but it's it's actually quite a bit longer than that. What are the? Can you give us just the details of the course? Dates, times, places, that sort of thing.
1: Sure. Yeah. The first course, uh, the first uh, the first session is going to be uh, Tuesday, uh, November sixteenth, and so yeah. we. We offered in the morning, and we also offered in the evening as well. So nine o'clock in the morning, and it's about two hours. So uh, the first uh, hour is a small group. So we want people to be able to come together and have discussion, and we give them uh, reflection questions. Uh, Gives them a chance to connect, uh, to pray together, and then the second hour is uh, me teaching uh, some aspect of you know wherever we are in the church history. So there's a nine o'clock in the morning. And then there's a 6.30 uh, in the evening for the folks that work. And that's the same format as well. The first hour is small group, and then the second hour is me teaching. And it's every other week. So we start November 16th, and then we have November 30th, December 7th, and then it kind of goes on from there every other week. And we chose that every other week because we know li- people's lives are busy, and so to do it weekly is a little bit too much uh, for people. Sure. But every other week, is we found just to be just enough that we meet in just enough times, but it's enough space in between that it doesn't consume your entire life.
0: Right, right. Now, I have to admit, Father, I'm I'm unfamiliar with the layout of Saint Therese. Now, are you going to be able to? How many people can you accommodate?
1: Our community room can probably accommodate about two fifty or so. I would. Yeah,
0: say. I was going to say you're well over halfway of what you can you could. Conceivably, do there? So, uh, yeah, but it is going to be live streamed as well, as you mentioned.
1: Correct. Yep.
0: Um, and where can people? Where can people? Because I assume you're taking registrations for this. There's a there's a cost of twenty five dollars, as I understand, which covers the book and materials.
1: Yep, covers um, the book and materials. the The book is called Timeless: the History of the Catholic Church. It's about five hundred pages or so. It's a nice overview of the church's history. We give a, a binder, some uh, materials for reflection, questions, and discussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and where you can sign up for the course is right on our website, uh, our St. Trees website here in Deep Haven. Uh, there's a link on there, and you can just click on the link. It's pretty easy. And then right. just sign your name up, and then you have to okay. send us the little, um, you know, credit card or check, whatever.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, you started getting at this already, Father, but why is it important—I mean, this is kind of a softball question, but I'm interested in your in your uh, very—I'm sure it would be a very astute answer—why is it important for the ordinary, everyday, practicing Catholic to know about church history?
1: You know, I, I just think I'll just answer that by saying this. You know, I've learned quickly when you give homilies, if if you just kind of give a lecture— people kind of tune out pretty quickly for whatever reason or just principles. But if you tell a story, uh, whether it's a personal story or somebody you know, for whatever reason, it kind of captures people's attentions. And I think this is why our Lord often told stories in the gospel, you know, the very Mm. parables and things like that. So really we want to just kind of present the story, if you want to put it that way, of our family history that we're part of something bigger uh, than just ourselves. And these are our brothers and sisters who've gone before us and how they've lived the right faith heroically and where there's been some mistakes that have been made. And and it gives you appreciation of the church that we're a part of, which is God's family. Uh, my goal also is to help you fall in love with our Lord Jesus a lot more. Right. But it also helps kind of give a lens for our current situation, you know some of the challenges that we're facing, and uh, to give people some confidence that the struggles we face now sometimes aren't new—they've they've been here before—and so the anxiety level can come down quite a bit and say, "Okay, the church has been through so much before. Yeah. God is still in charge. He's still." his bride or his body, and the Holy Spirit still guides us, and he has a plan for us now just as much he had a plan for our brothers and sisters in previous uh, eras. Hmm. And then also to realize that the Church is going to be here even beyond when we're gone, right? right? So it'll be here till Jesus comes again. So it gives us a, a, a lens to which to see our own problems, but also a, kind of a, a confidence, kind of a holy confidence in God's providential hand and taking care of his Church.
0: Right. Right. Well, and too, I think that there's there's such a profundity in understanding the, the length of the history of the church and the many, many, as you're saying, the many, many things the church has been through and how God has faithfully provided for his church uh, over and over and over again. And it, it boosts our own confidence this day. I'm wondering, Father, any particular... Uh, tie-ins with uh, events of the past that might particularly influence or mirror some of the situations that we find ourselves in today that you'd be able to share even as a preview here on the show?
1: You know, so I find it be interesting that there are some church historians who will, will kind of recognize uh, kind of a pattern that every 500 years or so the church goes through kind of a particular uh, acute crisis that hmm. tends to be a bit unique. So you know, obviously, around uh, a thousand, year a thousand, and you know, ten fifty four, with the church kind of splitting apart, east right. and west, uh, the two lungs of the church kind of split apart. So that was that was really hard for the church, right? So it was no longer unified. And then five hundred years later, obviously, we have the Protestant Reformation and the the kind of splintering of of our brothers and sisters and the various denominations and and, and the wars that kind of went along with it. So that was a, the sixteenth century is a very difficult time for the church. Yeah. So you could take it or leave it, but here we are 500 years later, right? So we're seeing our own challenges today uh, in terms of you know, the challenges that we face both interiorly in the Church as well as uh, in, you know, secular culture as well, becoming more and more secular. So it seems like every 500 years or so, the Church, uh, for whatever reason, goes through. The boat gets a little rockier, if you want to put it that way. Sure. We know Jesus yeah. is in the boat, and sometimes you say, Lord, you can wake up any yeah, time now. Yeah, exactly. Right? We can, you know, your right. cushion's there for you, but uh, right. <laughs> uh, we're willing to wake up as we kind of melt down here, right? Uh, right. So, every, you know, we I don't know if this is you know 100% true but it just seems like every 500 years the church really does go through a bit of a, a bit of a greater struggle than normal. Yeah. And so we yeah. seem to be in a bit of a difficult time right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, to be sure. And yes, like you say, we we may be saying lord you can wake up anytime you want. But you know he might just be saying, you know, you can rest with me anytime you want yeah, as well, great so, point. right? So That's a great point. anyway, yeah. Uh have you now you'd mentioned that this is kind of coming back after the pandemic. Have you offered this particular course before or some version of it before, Father?
1: No, this is brand new. Yeah. This so, is brand new. Okay. Yeah, we we we're moving we're switching from a Bible study to the Church history course.
0: So all this right, is I understand.
1: Brand new for me and it's brand new for the parishioners. I think when I first mentioned it, they're like, "Okay, are we going into Nerdville here? What's going on? Like why <laughs> you sister here? Uh, but it's amazing how people are like, Actually I'm kinda interested in this the more you talk yeah. about it. This is this seems very interesting. I'm I'm open to learning, which is which is great.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah, very good. I and do you do you happen to know, Father, are most of the people who have signed up right now, are they from Saint Therese?
1: There, yeah, of course, it's a good majority because, you know, they hear me on the weekends in, in promoting it, but we do have a, a good number of people from outside the parish that are, oh, that are hearing about it as well and saying, you know, I, I'd like to take this. I, yeah. I want to learn something about the history of the Church.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, so now, some people, especially as you said, if we're, if we're kind of nerding out here and everything, they might have the the question uh, is, what do I need to know to take this course? Anything Any prerequisites to this course, Father? There really isn't.
1: No, no. The book does a great job of just kind of starting at square one uh, with this. I mean, it, it literally starts at the very beginning with the death and resurrection of our Lord.
0: Nice.
1: Uh, the apostles and what they face, and of course, the great apostle Paul. And it's called the mustard seed era. It's sort of the first mm-hmm. hundred years. It's kind of a little band of disciples. Uh, most of us are familiar uh, sort of with, you know, the Gospels and the Acts of the Apostles. And then from there, it just kind of starts to move. So you could start right at square one. Uh, and it yeah. takes you right through.
0: Yeah. Okay. Very good to know. Now, here's a question that's, uh, you know, is practicing Catholics. We always should be thinking about our our non-Catholic and even non-Christian friends and neighbors and that sort of thing. Is this course suitable for non-Catholics to come, If they're especially if they show some sort of interest in Catholic Church history?
1: Of course. I mean, it, it, uh, we'll, we'll give it, you know, it's kind of a little bit of a Catholic lens because a lot of it's focused, you know, somewhat on the papacy sure. sometimes. But, you yeah. uh, know, yeah, we're all baptized, and, and we all have this deep love for our Lord Jesus, so they, they certainly could learn uh, something. My goal is to present it in a, it, the best they can in a fair and balanced way, right? So there's a yeah. lot of emotions sometimes that go around certain topics. Yeah. Uh, but they do the best they can to provide a, a fair and balanced sort of uh, presentation of the various aspects of the church, and especially some of the more difficult, you know, as you mentioned, the Inquisition and and mm-hmm. Galileo and things like this. So, uh, so should do the best we can to provide a, a fair and balanced uh, assessment of the church without whitewashing some of the mistakes, you know, that we right,
0: made. So. right. And that's, I think, that's a that's one of the things that actually drew me into the Catholic Church. Father was was its honesty about, yep, yeah, we haven't, we we don't have a, a pristine track record here. Uh, on our human, on the human side of the Church, anyway, um, but we still hold to that one holy Catholic and apostolic Church. And, yeah, so. in the,
1: the kind of prerequisite of that is, if you read the Old Testament, uh, you, you, you see the Jewish people, and, and yeah. they are not ashamed of all the mistakes they've right. made. Right. You know, the Golden Gabbard, they're kind of out there yeah. for all of us to read, <laughs> and they say, well, the point here is that God is very, very faithful and gracious and merciful, exactly. and we struggle. And I think the same is true for the church, right the body of christ we we've had our struggles but God is faithful, and he takes care of us
0: yeah, as we have recently sung about the saints we feebly struggle, they in glory shine that's right. all right father well we've I'm afraid we've reached the end of our time together, but I want to thank you for your time with us today, but also i'm I'm very much looking forward to hearing more about this uh, series as it takes off once again, starting up Tuesday, November sixteenth that's uh, this coming Tuesday there's a morning session and an evening session and you can find out more on on St. Teresa website, which is st-therese.org. org. right, Father, before we let you go, may we have a blessing from you as well?
1: Yes, of course. May Almighty God bless you today and always, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
0: Amen. Amen. Father Andre, thank you so much for joining us, and God bless you and your continued ministry. Okay, thank you. All right. Well, it's time for another break. You know, countless mothers have known the profound pain of losing a child in miscarriage or stillbirth. When we come back, we'll hear about a unique way grieving mothers can experience the comfort of God. Stay with us.